Hey everybody, this is Dylan, aka Halberknock, fresh uh, in the year 2020, and uh, I present to you Dawn Cycle EX Caliber. This is the previous campaign we streamed on our Twitch channel, and I'm going to turn it into a podcast like I did Farline Shadows. Uh, unlike Farline Shadows, this was done during our sort of normal Saturday time slot and wasn't like a little mini campaign like Shadows was, so this will be significantly longer, something about like 17 actual sessions It'll last a while. Uh, this takes place in a homebrew space setting. We ran it with mutants and masterminds, a little bit of magic, a uh, little bit of space stuff. Uh, the setting will mostly explain itself as we go along, so don't worry about it too hard. A lot of the setting was sort of made up uh, as the campaign progressed. But at some point, I do want to set up like a small wiki or something. As far as uh, additions to our crew go, around this time, uh, Travis, who was the guy who played uh, Mo in Farline Shadows, had to duck out for personal reasons. Uh, but now we have a new guy, uh, Malcolm, who you will see as the player of Basidio. So I hope you guys enjoy this and uh, happy new year. All right. We are starting up. A... With 100% more autism. That's given. That's Starting a new campaign, am I right? Yep. Right. So, uh, yeah, let's basically we're doing a space mutants and masterminds in a homebrew center. Uh-huh. And... Brand fap and new. Yep, I guess the best way to probably start us off would be to have everyone introduce their dudes in whatever order people want to introduce dudes in. Uh, I guess I, can, I should probably break the setting a little bit. Uh, it's going to be kind of a little difficult to explain. Uh, basically, it's a setting where there's a mix of science and fantasy. We've got a whole bunch of different races, including the one seen on screen. There's a few others like uh, shape-shifting blob people and happy-go-lucky uh, heroin-dealing plants. And currently, they live in an age of strife because there's two. There's several different factions of raiders who are constantly pushing their shit in. You can thank uh, Braxton and Matt for those. Yep. Yep. Braxton's, Braxton's super thrilled about it because he's playing one. Proud. Proud. All right. All right, we forgot to introduce our names during the actual session, so this is Kevin, who is the player of Abacus in Farland Shadows. So, I am Kate. I am a... Machka. Uh, a, uh, uh, a race of primarily matriarchal uh, cat folk. Uh, I am a kawaii magical tactical <laughs> monk. Oh, God. Uh, I, am, I am a monk of the order of Kite Meow. Oh God! Uh, Fuck you. Who uh, <laughs> who used the? He said uh, this before. This isn't news. <laughs> the, the style of the open palm for healing, and then the claws, the style of the curved claws for the killing. Uh, so, yeah, I, I am penniless. I'm homeless. I'm just a wandering monk. My monastery was destroyed, and I'm trying to raise funds to send back to my home planet, Katmandu. To help rebuild the monastery, uh, I am a humble, humble monk who usually loses money in uh, in like pyramid schemes, or I give money to people who say they'll wire it back to my whole planet, and uh, that doesn't will. happen. So, uh, but I stay optimistic, and I punch anyone who gets in my way or run away very fast. Pretty much, Hell yeah. one of the two. It's one of the two. Sometimes, sometimes both. Sometimes at the same time. And this is Tom, who played the cannibalistic lizardman shaman in Farline Shadows. So my character is Varric, uh, affectionately known as Varric Starslap. Uh, <laughs> he is the only young one of the group, which is your 
galaxy equivalent of Humies. Um, he is from the human home world of Hearth and was a blacksmith there and has decided to leave recently. So he is at the settlement of Everfrost looking for his way out of uh, Young One space. And he uh, has a sword and shield and that's about it. He's a uh, Pretty much just a dude <laughs> in a world of uh, scary-ass shit. Yep. We, we, we inadvertently took a... We basically adapted a fantasy setting we had kicking around into a, a sci-fi setting. And things got, like, way more horrific as it kept going on. Yeah. Wasn't really intentional, but I'm okay with it. But uh, uh, he um, he basically, like, he wanted to get off of the hearth uh, out of the Young One homeworld because of certain societal pressures that uh, are caused by some certain furries. And uh, so he is out to adventure the world, see new things, meet new people that aren't covered in fur. Um, or yeah, mushrooms. Very very minimal fur on this part. <laughs> oh, mushrooms. Yeah, let's, mm. um, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, Varric. This point right here is a cutoff for normal people. <laughs> Everything past this is just like murder or kill machines. Yes, it's distinctly spooky after this point. Very spooky, scary. Yep. So, so starting off the scratch the uh, sliding scale spooky scary, Malcolm introduced Basido Basidio. So uh, my character is Basidio Portobello. He is an Ascus Cordiad from Ascomicona. They're a group of fungus people. Um, and their whole thing is that they release spores when they die. Um, two kinds. One that will infect the nearby beings with their spores. And another kind that will shoot back off to their home planet. The kind that infect people, when that person then dies, they take over their body for their own um, keep the person's memories and have their own sort of fungus brain and slowly totally build their peaceful. own body. No, no, yeah, totally yeah, yeah, yeah. no, 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 their own body out of the corpse of yeah. others. Nothing fucked up about them. Nope, not at all. <laughs> Super normie. And their race's whole thing is that they're trying to record. So there's other spores that shoot off, go back to their home planet and like upload memories of <laughs> their life and of their host's life to this giant planet fungus. Um, my character is only three, and these guys don't live very long, maybe 20 years, and his uh, previous host was an engineer who, uh, on a ship that crash-landed on their planet. Oh. Yep. It's um, the worst place and, to die. <laughs> yep. <laughs> do, the, do the Cordiads, when they die, do they, do they take over living people's bodies? No. No, so they'll release the reproductive spores, and then when the people who got infected near them die, then they'll oh, reanimate yeah. as Cordia. But, oh. but, but they more or less stay inside you forever, so if you ever high-five one, you know that your corpse will eventually be shambling oh. upon yeah, them. They, they well, that's fine. That's different. They don't I mean, affect living people. They just use your corpse. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Per perfectly fine. That's probably okay, then. That's probably a lot better than what I actually thought it was. So my previous host was an engineer. Um, with that crash landing, uh, the Cordiads 
are learn are relatively new to learning about space. So he is off to explore other worlds. Um, and his whole his goal is to find another planet where they could take an where he can take an offshoot of the planetary fungus on their home world and start a new archive. Nothing malicious about fungus spreading across the universe. He just wants to help people record their existences. He, he wants to open libraries and memory banks. Yeah, it's, it's a good. giant library. He wants to make it's fungus Google out of corpses. Fungus people. A yeah. giant corpse library. Yeah, there's yep. nothing wrong with that. That's his whole thing. Yeah, he's talking about sharing and shit. The only way to share is to die. <laughs> I mean, everyone dies. You just gotta wait your right. turn, and then you can act. It's not like he accelerates people's deaths. No, no, no. But obviously, the concept is kind of horrifying. So people fucking hate cordy ads. Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. why a lot of times they're sort of forced to oh wear my like vacuum sealed suits. We could make suits. an army of cordyads. When we kill bad guys, we just have you rub all over them, and then we like. But the thing is, they still keep the but memories, which first. Right? No, no, no. Yeah. Can... If, if I die, the people around me will be infected. I'm not actively releasing spores. Yeah, it's, it's not active, on no. death thing. Yeah. None of you, if, if you meet me, none of you will be infected unless I die. Yeah. Yeah. You're still forced to wear the suit, though, out of prejudice more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Braxton, introduce Draxton. <laughs> I am Draxton. I am Idal. We come from New Moon. Ruined Moon. We come from a moon. Like, I just gonna destroy Braxton's voice. I already know it. It's definitely a moon. And, and a cat thing. Wait, wait, wait. Which side did the Hydao fight on? Uh, the Renu side. Basically, they. They fought Freezen? No, and no. They didn't fought the. And the sisters. The... Yeah, and the, the Sisters' War, which was the. Basically, our setting has like fox people, mostly fox girls, and cat people, mostly cat girls, because Travis thought it'd be funny. They fought a big war with each other. The cat, the uh, Kumio, the fox girls were trying to extinct the other race and experiment on because they can't use magic in the. Majka. The Renyu, which are sort of these like aquatic people, got caught up in the middle of it, found the High Dow on the moon, and just unleashed them on the two races to get them to back the fuck off. You know what I like? You know what I'm realizing is we have a lot of anthropomorphic races in this setting. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, basically, I don't know, some cat thing. You made one of them. (laughs) The fox thing killed my, killed my daughter and my wife, which is funny. I'm glad you chose foxes. I now now don't breed like normal people. I now, uh, They're like spongy. Hey, God, what up? They like rip off and then there's like a new Hydao, but, but my guy is not your normal Hydao. He is a little more tame and he, uh, he, uh. (laughs) Married a uh, uh, he married I don't a Renyu and they had a daughter. Oh, okay, yeah. right, yeah, okay, okay. Which, 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 which definitely wasn't some horrible gene spice experiment. Artificial laboratory. And my guy is motivated by revenge, and he's hunting for his this evil fox empress who has not been named. Yeah. And um, Renyu just shit out eggs, right? So she like shit out all these eggs, and she's like. <laughs> Do something with this, and you like threw your sponge on it, and nothing happened. And I'm like, that's hot. <laughs> that's hot. That's interracial, right so, there. Yep. <laughs> and then I'm uh, basically your <laughs> your your your, B, your, your BBS, your party. big uh, big beautiful sponge. <laughs> and then uh, you know, Varric's just in the corner, star slapping. <laughs> I'm uh, I can go invisible. Um, I regenerate because that's what Hideout do. 
Um, and uh, I have a bazooka that basically shoots anything I see. So I'm living the good life. Nice. And I got a, a trident, of course, that I, I must stab people with. Yeah. Must. Must it, stab. It, must. It, it, it's, it's the law. I mean, High Dow law states that the ceremonial trident must be inserted into the enemy's body at some point, whether yeah. before death or after death. Doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly. The trident yeah. must be wetted with the blood of every enemy the high death kills. <laughs> and then I have last... a question for Varric. When he says star slapping, is that his is that his slang for masturbating? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a masturbatory joke. Definitely. Yeah. I I just yeah, didn't caught up. <laughs> Yep. <sighs> what rhymes with star slap? Star fat. Yep. <laughs> also, Braxton didn't mention it, but uh, high dows sort of look like giant mutated looking frost giants. That's an FYI. Sorry, Who's nicely. next? All right. After that, be you, Matt. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So I am playing Praetor Zakesh. Praetor Zakesh is a. Uh, Marasa or uh, a dispossessed, uh, who, which are kind of a mysterious race who recently, or recently in space terms, entered the kind of intergalactic like presence, and not a lot is known about them. Uh, they are a militaristic and uh, very uh, masochistic uh, race, and. Uh, there is some knowledge about their background. In their background, they have conflict with their gods, and um, so they have some kind of disease or blight or some kind of infliction on them that causes them to uh, have to kind of self-inflict uh, pain on themselves to maintain their state of mind. Uh, and they also have these uh, crystal structures in their chests called uh, decusate, which uh, are very important to them religiously or societally, uh, and it's not well understood exactly uh, what what that does for them. Um, my character, uh, Praetor Zakesh, is, was a part of a very unfortunate accident in which... <laughs> He uh, was fused with his uh, decusate and uh, kind of, it was uh, an accident. He wasn't actually supposed to receive one. Uh, and instead of being killed to have the decusate harvested from him and given to its uh, intended owner, um, he fled. So he is uh, essentially a refugee from his race. Uh, and now he is essentially uh, a nomad hopping from spaceship to spaceship, planet to planet, trying to avoid capture by his, uh, by his race. All right. So the sort of overview of what's going on for all you cool cats is that... Uh, what one is a cat? Anyway, so... You guys are currently on the young one, like newly made colony of Everfrost. The world it's set at is pretty cold and desolate, but it's at a good spot. Uh, mostly because the uh, young ones, uh, like the human equivalent, are sort of 
zealously guarded by the Frisian, which are overzealous animal man paladins. And so this is the farthest planet in their control away from them, where you can actually like open up a spaceport and not have their uh, have the Frisians breathing down their necks 24-7. But also since the Fortune is a cold planet, not too many people want to live here. But hey, it's cheap. And right now, all of you guys currently are either temporary here, temporarily here or living here for one reason or another. Uh, let's let's just go down the list. So Wait, I, I say it was a cold planet. It's a cold planet, so you're probably enjoying the fuck out of it. Yeah, <laughs> just like live out in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, I also give zero fucks. That's true. Yeah. Oh, are you immune to cold as well? I'm immune to all environmental effects. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Including space. Yeah. Oh, shit. How many points did you put into that? Like ten. 30. 10. Oh, 10. ten. It was only 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah, two. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's worth, though. I mean, that's really good. Yeah. It's, it's so he could go ghost without having to worry about, like, holding his breath when he went through objects. And then it just kind of. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. It just sort of just meant that now he can just kind of be a ghost. But you're not, ghost. you're not immune to, like, fire damage or, like, cold. Like, no. actual. No. No. Electricity. No. It's no, more like if everyone gets if everyone gets flushed out the airlock, he's gonna be fine. Yeah, I mean, except for the <laughs> slowly floating in space part, but what can you do? He has ghost propulsion. Right? Like, well, well, when he go when, when he goes into the ghost, he leaves his body behind, which is a... oh. Though your regular body can float too, I think. Nope. Oh yeah, you, that was you, one of the quirks. Oh yeah, you attach the flight specifically oh. to the ghost. I mean, at least if a nearby ship comes by, you can ghost onto it and be like, "Guys, pick up my body, please." I definitely won't raid you. All right. So who, I guess, in the party would have done mercenary work in the past? Or, or, or also, I guess, even a step above that. Do any of you guys know each other? Um, I would either be a merc on the ship or be in a prison cell on the ship. It's not a ship. It's like a colony uh, on the planet. But yeah. Oh, a colony on a planet. Then I would be yeah. one of those two on the colony. Okay, so so you're pretty openly a merc. Uh, so Zekesh is pretty openly a merc. Draxon's pretty openly a merc. What about the rest of you guys? I guess Vera? yeah, probably probably me because I just kind of like I just do like odd jobs. Like I'll rescue cats out of trees and stuff like that. <laughs> so myself out of a tree. So, but then once you rescue the cat, you don't know how to get down. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm, like, I'm like trying to actively make money to send back home. Trees, trees are tall, man. I mean, you gotta, you gotta watch out. Even though you don't know the PO box of your, of yeah. your home. Yeah, I don't know where my home is, so <laughs> I'm lost in space. I'm just um, taking engineering contracting jobs on different planets, trying to uh, find one that would be suitable for a new planet fungus. Okay. How's the, uh, how's the Cordiate hiring, like, uh, <laughs> act going? Like, like you show up to the interview and they're like, "Oh, you're oh." <laughs> oh, Basidio Portobello. Oh, god damn it. In hindsight, it was obvious. We see you put young one on race list. Yes, yes. Uh, my previous host was. Previous <laughs> host. My, my host. My was... current host body is a young one. Yeah, then you see the X before young one. Be like, I thought that was just a typo. <laughs> I thought that was X for deceased. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then um, Varric, what? I am probably like pretty uh, like I probably have just just recently made enough like 
made enough uh like like contacts or friends or whatever on uh on hearth like at the spaceport to be able to afford to get passage out to uh everfrost so i'm probably fresh to planet it's still trying to work my way out of uh young one space okay so i think the way we'll probably get this started then would be uh kate drax and zakesh you as as regular mercs you guys probably if not known each other but you've seen each other i imagine there's probably like a like mercenary bar slash hangout you guys probably or area that like with a job posting you guys check well, what's the name of the bar uh dylan, dylan. the cold one. <laughs> oh, okay that's pretty good pretty good there you go. Like yes. Yeah, look at you trying to throw a bar name on the spot. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Fucking, fucking catch that curveball. All right, so the three of you are at the cold one right now. Okay. It is it is clearly not made for hideout size, so you're like kind of hunched over. Yeah, I'm seven foot two, so. He's, how, how tall is fucking Jackson? He, he's literally 15 feet tall. I'm 15 foot tall. <laughs> Oh my god. He's like a story and a half. <laughs> You're an actual giant. Yeah, he is, he's actually a giant. So, like, so um, like, how big is this building? Is it big enough for me to sit in it? Actually, you're, si- you're sitting outside. Yeah. <laughs> like... I feel but, like I feel like they've opened up a window and then yeah. like oh, oh no I know how to get you and they're basically you're comfortable outside in the they, cold they, so they, like... for, for for the couple of high down that have like turned to more like peaceful contract work they've basically opened up like the uh garage area in the back where they get supplies and they've just kind of made like a little outdoor booth the like loading bay you're fucking sitting in a loading bay like like this this you're is like a plant a- that like every night gets below freezing and it's like dangerous to walk unsuited at night but like you got like they, a keg in hand basically they, they got they got stools out there because they know you guys will be fine uh by the way for future reference my character is five foot five so I'm ten feet taller than you. Yes, yeah. you are three Vs. Minus, minus you're, six foot six. You're probably a little smaller than one of his arms. Yeah. Yeah. May, 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 maybe if we're being generous, from foot to knee. All right, so you guys are chilling. <laughs> she just looks at my knee when she's talking to me. Hey, <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> yeah, um, I was gonna make her smaller. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. They have they have the scale, which is very convenient. Yeah. Uh, so basically, at some point, oh, I think I fucked up. Oh the yeah, I guess ratio. Eric. He's he's like six six foot. He's okay. Pretty average height. And Basidio is probably reasonably tall. I, I have six foot six. Perfect. How much? How pretty much sure that is? A lot of that's probably a creepy mushroom neck and head, <laughs> like maybe a good foot. Yeah, it's like his little tendril feet. He's basically wearing like mushroom high heels. Yep. Ooh, sexy. So you guys are cruising the bar, and like for the most part, the population of Everfrost, it's still predominantly young ones and some Friesen who have come along anyway, even though this is sort of outside their normal jurisdiction. Uh, but one thing that stands out is that there's this floating like robotic squid that enters the building. It kind of uh, like a little like light sort of scans over the area and then it goes up to the job board and like plugs in. You hear some beeps and then like uh, all of you guys probably have like a some sort of like digital alert that a new posting has been made. And then the the squid just kind of goes and like stands motionless in the corner. Okay, I kind of like hide my face a little bit. 
So like, I run over to the window, like, and I'm like squeezing my arm in, and I'm like trying to reach for the board. Like, <laughs> someone. <laughs> I, I, I run over to the board to look at it like immediately. Mm-hmm. Wait, does so? I just see a massive arm like reach in to like looking at the board. It's, yeah. it's probably like a finger, like a big yeah. finger. And well, 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 so you're you're walking by because you're like, golly gee, I like to be a mercenary. And I think at this point, Basito's just getting desperate. Well, Varric is like, Basito's he's, he's like, just looking been... in the corner, being like, he's like, ooh, I would like to access my post memories and see how that works. So Varric is just sitting at the bar and he's literally rolled his last credit across the bar for a beer and like he sees the robot come in and post like a job and he's like fuck So Dylan I I run over to this notice board immediately I'm very fast and I'm very excited to get a new job because I need money You get there. I don't know how to work it (laughs) I don't know how to so I just kind of like haul at it You see this like and this hand is just like reaching, and I'm like smacking the cat over and over. I can't quite see what I'm reaching for. Dodge, dodge, Perry, dodge. <laughs> there, there are like a lot of claw marks on this nose board from previous yeah. issues that have been. It's not. It's not so just your. It's just not your claw marks either. It's uh. <laughs> it's like plenty of other claw marks. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Varric walks up and like copies two of like two of the posts. And uh, like, kind of like pulls them down, like the printed sheets or whatever. Hands yeah. one to the cat girl and sticks one on the giant finger, and he's like, "There you go." Oh! <laughs> if you guys look, so the the posting says, uh, "Looking for protection for uh, carrying precious cargo. Inquire with proxy." No proxy. Okay. So now, uh, my, now my head goes into the window. Squid thing. Are you leaving this planet? And then, like, the, you hear like a robot voice come from the squid back. Are you inquiring for the position? Yes. Maybe. Are you leaving this planet? Are you acquiring this for this position? Who is this proxy? I go uh, invisible. Instinctively <laughs> 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 invisible. The paper, the, so you guys, you guys just see like floating paper now. Uh, who gives give me? Is there's like a? Do you guys have like a equivalent of like a culture check, like, like any sort of? Well, what is Zeno knowledge? Check? I mean, like, there's there's presence. I mean, there, uh, did you guys take any expertise related to like world knowledge at all? I have no uh, insight. No. Oh, I have insight. <laughs> None of us took any knowledge checks. Uh, I have hey. investigate and insight. Listen. I have negative intelligence, sorry. I don't know what the fuck I also is. have negative intelligence. Of course you do, because right. that's our race. <laughs> let me let me let me why, Dylan. I have eidetic memory as an advantage. Perfect. Oh, actually I'll, I'll give you that. It's a plus see. five oh. circumstance bonus so, to check so, to remember so things. As a heads up, insight is like the equivalent of like sense motive, sort of. Yeah, it's like sense oh, okay. motive. Mm. Alright, I'll give your your uh, eidetic memory because it brings you in and also stops this party of dum dums from flailing. Uh, in, <laughs> meow, gen- meow. in general, the Renu, the like uh, aquatic race, don't really like going off planet, and they don't really like interacting with strangers. So they do most of their business through robotic proxies. Uh, likely, the proxy was the squid that just. Uh, I think you were on insight. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the uh, squids, like they, they, their proxies range from just sort of like simple flowing models to like more elaborate ones, depending on their wealth. 
All right, so you know you know to talk to the the squid if you want answers, Portobello. Whether you share this with what the fuck is? If I was to actually narrate all of these skill checks, it'd be fucking insanity. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, so yeah, um, Varric will just kind of like walk over to the to the proxy, and he's like, "I'm interested in the job." Yeah. All right, yeah, because Varek used context clues. Yeah, city was also going to go over and say, if you were hiring, I would like ah, to. Ah, Jesus Christ! <laughs> it does not seem suitable for coming from one such here. as me. So, like, Varek nods suddenly, pulls out his rebreather, and just, like, puts it over his face. <laughs> I, uh, I just listen from across the room. I, yeah, uh, I walk yeah. up, and I'm like, Ni hao, I will also take the job. Oh, God. I would like to participate, but I say it, and I'm still invisible. All right. So when this happens, the uh, the scanning thing, uh, like another kind of scan laser goes, you guys, like, verifying criminal histories. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> does Does it scan over my face or the skeleton sticking out of my chest? I've never broken a high down law. It goes over your face. That's <laughs> from law. True. There is no crime. <laughs> They're like verified. Position will commence once one more applicant applies. Yeah, I'll walk over. Imagine you're probably cloaked up pretty heavily too. Or do you have any other sort of cloaked up? Uh yeah, yeah I would have like a simple cloak on. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm covered in So, so like the the the, the this, Loki are coming. The the squid. Oh, actually, this is fun. If I just push Braxton off the top of the screen, it really emphasizes how tall You're too big. You're too damn big. It's perfect. Like this. So, like he's got this. Like a, he's, got, he's got his leg in there. Like the the. I've got the, my head. I've got like my just my head in. Uh, but I'm invisible, so it really doesn't matter. Her, Flawless victory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the uh, the squid begins to scan the cache, and like it goes several times, and then you just hear manual override requested, manual override performed, and then like the little bluish area on like the squid uh, body kind of turns into a monitor, and you see a face speak back to you all. This face being sort of like a humanoid with no nose, rubbery brown skin, and long tentacle dreadlocks for hair. Like, how interesting. I was not expecting to find applicants for his position on the backwater plant such as this so quickly. Are you all part of the same mercenary company? No. Unfortunately. Yeah. I'm not, not part of a mercenary a company, mercenary but I do company. have some basic uh, training. Hmm. I don't speak whatever these guys speak. If I was not in such a desperate position, I would have considered elsewhere. Wait, but... how do how do you understand us then? <laughs> he he probably has a translator. He has a ro- he's talking through a robotic squid. A robot. <laughs> no, I, I'm talking <laughs> about Draxton. <laughs> well, he didn't have to understand us to know that he doesn't speak what we speak. In fact, he would very well know that he doesn't speak what we speak by not understanding. Buy universal translators? No, he did. It's just he's, he's just an asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
I, I don't understand what these weak mouths are speaking. <laughs> Not like anyway. these strong jaw. Okay. So what's the job? Are you familiar with the uh, poor asteroid port of last respite? No. No. Yeah, I don't speak oh, what you speak either. God blow, damn it. Ugh. I'm not. My host was not. How familiar are you with the criminal element? Nope. Mm-mm. What kind of crime? I need you to deliver a package there to a uh, Kumri Ho, who is also going to be giving you a package to retrieve back to me. Kumri Ho. Like, are you familiar with them? Most people find them unpleasant to work for. Kumi Ho bad. Wait, what are um, you? Are bitches. Are they just criminals? Sorry for the language. Their species oh. has had a feud for years. You should know this, tall one. Fish people don't like dog people. And dog people don't like cat people. And cat people don't like fish people. And fish people don't like cat people. And cat people don't like dog people. That's okay, how it yeah, is. In the sister wars, my, my wife and child were killed. And the mushroom no. people love everyone. So what you, you can see you can see the Renu just like slowly sink his face into his hands. God help me. <laughs> is at the same time just like It seems that most of us are not aware of these people. They're they have a penchant to be a bit standoffish, cruel and fond of experiments, but that's not necessarily related to your your task. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Should you accept, we'll provide you a transportation to the last respite along with a package that needs delivered to a Kumiho named Scarlet Talons. She will provide you with another package that you will bring back here to Everfrost. No, How large no. is this package? You'll see soon, should you accept. Mm. And it, it can be carried by a person. Okay. And what uh, kind of like ship are we having here? If this is possible, if we're delivering this to criminal elements, I do have, we have any protection on there? The captain I have hired, I have worked previously with, and he is, uh, like yourselves, the best I could find at the moment. <laughs> but he will get the job done, along with the other protection I have hired for his vessel in particular. Uh, well... Sound like I have much better job offers. Should you all accept, head to the spaceport by tomorrow, early, and we will Maybe get we can to talk start. about price before we waste our time. How much it pay? How much it pay? Oh, it, assuming you're able to bring it back here, uh, you will be paid quite handsomely in space bucks, a large amount of space bucks. It's credits. Credits. I'd prefer we have a contract first. Of course, there will be a contract. And then, like, the screen fades out from his image, and you just see lines upon lines of very, very tiny mm-hmm. Renu mm-hmm. text. Yes, this looked good. This looked good. Yes. Uh, I'm going to investigate the contract and see if there's anything suspicious about it or if it's a standard. Yeah, his character would sign it no matter what it said. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> more lines means more good. Yes. So, 27. In- investigate it it seems fair ish the big caveat is that there's a shitload of like 
if you don't uh, bring us back in one piece, you're going to owe a shitload of money. If there's damage to the product, you're going to owe a shitload of money. If you're especially late, because there's going to be a couple of fees tacked onto that. The the Renu in general are very ruthless in business. Mm-hmm. So, oh, is looking at a contract closely. Mm. These damages and late fees uh, aren't part of our... Our job is to protect the package. As goes yes. damages outside of it caused by outside forces and not ourselves. I think there should be a comp- or there should be a change in value here of cost to ourselves. That has already been factored into your final price. The These... price will not be negotiated unless you prefer to stay on this frozen shuttle for the rest of your life, Gong One. You're the one scraping the bottom of the barrel. I can keep scraping. By God, there yeah, are but, other people who are still looking for positions out here in this galaxy. You really think you're going to find better than this at the bottom? Then don't show up tomorrow. You don't See, want a job. There is a, there is a, particular, a very peculiar stranger who has an eye for business. It'll be a pleasure to have you board. Uh, if I broke sorry, this robot, what would you do? Deduct it out of your final payment. Should you should you not pay for damages to the robot, I will then contact some people. I might ask me more ships. What here. is the name I and class of your ships? Right get in. off this planet for free. The the ship is a uh, is a mid sized rootless rootless freighter. No oh, roots. That's a problem. Does the ship I have a name? Squid uh, The ship is called the Bramble Four, from what I understand. Big Man Drax will do job for free. Then Kate will take his piece. Yes. Yes. Oh, no, I good. did not say that. Mm-hmm. I said I could get off this planet for free. Oh. If I steal the ship. Oh, stealing. Oh. He says in loud, loudly in public place. <laughs> I leave. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving as well. <laughs> The bot threaded me, so I threaded it back. The bot has just read text to you. <laughs> well, if you want to, if you wish to have the job, you'll be at the spaceport tomorrow. If you don't, you will not. Not us all. Okay. So as we're walking to the door, as we're walking to the door, I look at Prater Zakesh, and I'm just like, well, I guess the large, <laughs> the large cloaked man. Yeah. I'm just like. So no, I'm on a while ago. No, <laughs> like he's wearing a cloak. Oh, <laughs> the other kind of cloak. I guess we'll see tomorrow. Mm. Well, I guess looks we'll like see. you need it though. I wouldn't argue with your employer so much. Well, when this fucking rootless captain ends up crashing the ship into a mountain that's not even related to any fucking reason that we're doing it. And we get charged out the ass for his mistake. Just remember what you said. What I was trying to negotiate for then. Then Varric will like pull up, like pull his cloak off, like the hook next to the door, and swing it on and head out. I get, I get really if close you, to like. If you have it. no money, why would they come after you? There's no, there's no need. They only want to reclaim the value of their ship. You only have anything to lose if you have anything, and clearly you have nothing. There's always more people can take. I, I get like really close to Zakesh and I'm like, oh, Cloaky, Kate is confused. Are we work together with him? 
I laugh. Who, who is that guy? If he survives till tomorrow, we may. <laughs> Funny. We are all good friends now, yes? I think so. Oh. Why is this mushroom talking? None of you are my friends. <laughs> I reach one tenderly arm around Kate's shoulder. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not even better. Oh, God. It's kidding. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 So, that, so you guys have uh, the night to sort of gather what you want to and how, how you guys prepare for your uh, departure. I think I basically have everything I need. We don't. We don't have like any other money. I I have no money. I have zero money. If I had any money, I lost all my money. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll be in my drinks. Like the 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 young one uh, who's the barman just comes back with like another keg. Here, here, Thank here you go, sir. Just can put it on your tab, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh. I'm sure you'll pay it back. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you just see this, like, I like, gra- I, like, hug the, I, like, grab the king into my hand, and I'm, like, I go invisible, and I just... It's <laughs> <laughs> like a floating keg. <laughs> he just likes going invisible because it disturbs people. <laughs> They're like, we all know you're there. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, the, the invisibility, t- like, makes you invisible. I don't think it really does anything for, like, your rocket launcher. <laughs> it's just like a, it's just like a floating gun and or, a floating kick. <laughs> does it, like, work for his equipment, like his armor or his clothes? You don't have any armor, right? I don't have any armor, but I'm wearing, like, pants. I think the pants are probably fine because, like, per costume rules, they usually work with your powers, but, like... Um, I walked back over to where he was sitting. And sit down again. Okay. And and I continue drinking what I was drinking, which is some form of alcohol. Yep. Everyone there is sort of like they 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 they're trying to sort like avoid you as much as possible. But since you seem calm, they're still serving you drinks, and you're paying for it relatively fine. Um, and then I uh, want to use my uh, trance ability. Okay. Uh, so I think I make an awareness check. I think is how it works. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's a pretty heavy. It takes a minute of uninterrupted meditation, which I may not achieve because of the people here. <laughs> and a DC fifteen awareness check. Okay. So I check. So I just roll a straight, right? Okay, I fail. Uh, Sorry, I a, a I, can I only do that once a day? Or? Uh, I think it's just each time you fail, it'll take another minute. Okay. Well, I, I'll or, or, it's, it. e- it's either that or like maybe I might say like the situation. So I'm probably going to say here at the bar is just too loud for you to uh, okay. focus. All right. probably, you could like go elsewhere and do it. My my goal was to send my send my spirit out to go follow the robot wherever it was going. Oh, you can, the, the robot hasn't left. Oh, okay. Well, it's a, it's I effectively can't. it's sort of docked into like a charging port right now. Okay. So you, well, you maybe guys, you... when it leaves, it'll be calmer here, and I can do it then. Okay. I mean, at at some point, like eventually towards the night, most of the patrons will have left, so you can I, you can go for another shot. In that same vein, I'd like to go over and investigate the the robot. 
Let's see if I can find out just how it works. I think it would be a technology role, actually, for figuring uh, out I actually have engineering under my expertise for that. I think that would work, yeah. All right. Zakesh, you go ghost. And uh, Basidio, Basidio, I forget which. Basidio. You figure you can, you're sort of investigating at a distance the squid bot. And you're able to sort of figure out it's a lot of it. It's sort of like a very intricate comm link. Uh, from what you also bits and pieces you remember, these things, they have pretty long range. Like the fact that the Renu who's operating this might not even be on planet, but they can only really operate in like very, uh, like reasonably sized like port cities and colonies, like a backwater place or like a on a spaceship. These things just don't have the range or communications to operate. But then also theoretically, if you tried to interact with it, you could recall the uh, Renu who uh, tests you guys with the job. All right, Matt, you are you are now ghost. You turned into a ghost. Just kind of just kind of slump over the table, and then you are free. So I just enter a trance-like state. Okay. Oh, you're not actually trying. To, you're just trying to find your piece. Right, I'm just in my trance. Uh, once the robot leaves, I'll I'll send my spirit to follow it. Okay. But for now, I'm just waiting. Okay, I mean the robot isn't going to leave, so you'll be waiting for a while. Okay, well I'll wait till tomorrow morning. I uh I updated my journal. <laughs> this is, should be interesting. What does what does uh? <laughs> Date. I lost my journal. <laughs> is that what it says? <laughs> the first entry into his journal is I lost my journal. Fondly <laughs> <laughs> bits. Yeah, this is good. Alright, what is uh what does Varric and Draxon do? It's it's now towards the evening. Draxon is uh is is falling asleep out, out outside, just laying down. Yeah. Like at this point everyone <laughs> had like the cake. Because, like, everyone else has to have, like, going in because it gets so cold, like, everything just frosts over and, like, it's dangerous, but you're just fine. <laughs> just as you're passed out, just, like, a slow layer of, like, sleet and frost kind of just cover your body. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, Varric, you have a... Assuming you're where you're staying at, like, a little, like, rinky-dink uh, space in. Well, so... Varric is literally broke. Okay. So, so you're in like a an alley. <laughs> so yeah, like he like his last like his last money went to a a coffin uh, hotel that is like basically it's just like a a hole in a wall that has some insulation to it, but no active heat and some bedding. So like he like looks around at, before this alley, kind of walks in goes down to this rinky-dink coffin hotel and pulls open his pod and slides in and then, like, stacks, like, all of his stuff against the door. He's, like, pouring, like, he's pouring, like, leftover, uh, like, uh, jet, like, fat from the, uh, like, from a stew that he had the other night in the seals of the door to prevent air from coming in. Mm, tasty. Just so he doesn't freeze to death in the middle of the night. And then, like, curls up and tries to get some sleep. Must suck to be a human. It's usually it also fun. sucks to be broke. <laughs> yeah. It definitely sucks to be broke. To be broke on Ice Planet. Yeah. All right. This so the next... Nice I don't know what you guys are talking about. Dylan, yeah. I, I, I want to... Uh, I'm going to sleep in a bar. <laughs> okay. 
And, but see, uh, <laughs> if the young one bartender tries to kick me out, I'll persuade him to let me stay. They're going to try to kick you out. <laughs> all right, I'll roll persuasion. All right. Look, see, see, I don't take up much space at all. See? Aha. Uh-huh. Does, uh, does my advantage come in handy? Hmm? Your advantage? What's your advantage? I have attractive. <laughs> okay, let me see what attractive does. I don't know. It, it gets plus two to persuasion and deception. Sure. <laughs> yes. So this is a plus two. All right, that's... 21. I, like, curl up, like, in a ball in a corner. And I'm like, hey, but now I, I see you. I just look at you and you're like, I can't fucking let you out. It's like a freeze to death. All right, you can stay in <laughs> yes. the corner. Mugs! Yes, so good. Because all part of being a monk is... That's the crux of the young ones. They actually have some empathy. (laughs) Yeah. Living on the charity of other people is the the lifeblood of a monk. (laughs) I don't pay for anything either. So he's just gonna, like, leave you you all in the corner. I meditate, aka catnap, for hours. The studio's gonna leave as well. He's got like lodgings from the end of his contracting work, but before he does, he's gonna reach his ten- tenderly arms up to the uh, window where Draxton is poking through and just say, Good night, my friend. It looks like we will be working together. He has already accumulated like an inch of frost. <laughs> and then just <laughs> sw- sw- swings his tenderly way through the hallway. Like, like Spider Man. <laughs> like, like fungus Spider Man. Fungus man, fungus man, yep. can do whatever a fungus can. And basically, you, you can go back to you've been- You get spores. You get spores. You, 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 one of you has some spores. Basically, <laughs> it's, it's fungus man. Basically, you've been repairing like uh, like ice rovers, but uh, as more and more young ones are coming back from the home planet of Hearth, uh, they're like, well, I can hire young ones. Or literally anyone else. Yeah, literally anyone else. Maybe a high dow even. For <laughs> it's 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 it's, it's a rough it's it's a rough life to be corded 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 corded. All right. The next day, I mean, there'd, there'd be that beautiful sound, but like it's frozen. Like it's, it's so like, it's just a, the screaming of ice across ice. Yeah, just it's just it's a very windy planet too. So it's just. Like the first person to step on the day, it's basically snowing like almost horizontal. Like when, like if it's cutting to everybody arriving at like the airstrip, like Varric is like walking up in like uh, like crampons and like his like stacked cloaks on himself and like has a giant backpack on his back as well. And then uh, as you're walking, get your laser stick with your power bindle. Pretty much. As you're like walking and struggling with the like the snow and the wind, I'm like shirtless and I walk up and I pat you on the back and I'm like, "There, there, youngling." Just like gets knocked into the snow. Just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, when he walks past, I'm clinging onto his back. <laughs> it's like Cartman on Cthulhu. <laughs> she doesn't know. <laughs> Ma- Master of Stealth. Okay. It's uh... invisible. <laughs> So, I'm uh, I, I walk up, and so this time I have my like, I have my cloak like that I was wearing yesterday. Only it's like half off the top, right? So like I'm wearing it on the bottom, but not on the top. And I have a belt, 
hanging from my belt, I have two like enormous gauntlets, which are what the Qatar come out of. Okay. And then I have this like, uh, like kind of like my picture, this fan like, uh, like device like on my like back, and you can also see a piece of metal uh, covering uh, something on my chest. Oh yeah. So as you guys kind of like come to the space station, so there's there's not that many vehicles there. There's like a maybe about one or two young one ships, but then one that sticks out is like a big, almost looks like a tangle of like roots and uh, wood, and it's just sort of parked in the corner with the squid in front of it. Barrick puts his <laughs> puts his mask back on. Rootless. They are nice! Sidio comes tenderling his way down the hallway and says, Ah, there's the ship. Reminds me of home. This is a ship? Like the... the, the like a bush. The, the, the man in the squid kind of like reactivates. He's like, So good of uh, all of you to arrive. I was a little yeah, bit worried proxy. there yesterday. I believe we've probably got off on the wrong foot yesterday. Sorry, I've been uh, a bit in a binding situation lately. Let me introduce myself properly. I go by Tenjo. Oh, so your your last name is Proxy? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Kate is confused. Please stop talking. Everyone else. Uh... All right, right this way. Don't worry, uh, food and uh, shelter will be provided inside the ship. Yay! In fact, it self-produces food, so that's convenient. Um, oh, God. Well, it is a pile of shit, so... Does it self-produce the atmosphere? It does. Oh. Have you never flown in a rootless ship before? They're quite a novelty. Some, no. some, pre some prefer <laughs> to the cold, uh, unfeeling metal of a traditional ship. Me, I have not left from the homeworld, so I would not know. I'm good with metal. <laughs> As he like bounces his knuckles off of his breastplate. I once rode a flying ice cube through space. <laughs> that, that might was be the true. most enjoyable thing I have ever. <laughs> Reentry was a bitch though. Anything would beat the last ship I rode in. They stuffed me in the airlock. <laughs> that seems that seems wise. Can I just? Maybe we will not get along so well, my friend. <laughs> Varric like trudges up like the the what stands ah. for a gangway, just like yeah. I'm gonna die. <laughs> I follow. And then so eventually like the, the uh boarding ramp kind of like unhinges and sort of unfurls down, and at the bottom of the ship greeting you is its captain. Saying before the party is a small rootless about two and a half feet tall. Its body is made of wood and little wiggly branches, and this one in particular is wearing a captain's hat. Hello there, everyone. Oh, there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, are you the captain? I am. <laughs> you can, you can call me like Captain. So All right, Jeez. Captain. Uh, I'm Varric. Nice to meet you. He, like, <sighs> waddles over and sticks his hand up to shake. So I, like, reach one down and shake his little hand. I do a backflip uh, off of uh, uh, Traxton's back and land, and I'm like, uh, "Let's see that athletics roll, baby!" Yeah. Oh yeah, you want to see like, some sweet? Actually, I don't have to. Acrobatics. I say, yeah, 
Like the cat, the cat then just like locks over to the tendrilogram. It's like you didn't tell me that we were taking a high down board. It's like yes, it's uh, yes. Like okay, that's fine. That's fine. Do you have a cargo bay that I can sleep in? Oh yes, definitely. There should be enough room for you. I hope. Otherwise, you have to sleep in the void of space, <laughs> like hanging yeah. on the ship. <laughs> like they just tie you to the bottom. <laughs> Hold your breath. As long oh as long as you don't uh, ruin my ship, like the last hideout I had aboard, you should be fine. Oh, did they take big poops? Ah, no, he sat on fire from the inside. That's okay. Not I got a new ship with his poops. That's no, impressive. I don't even know what that is, but. <laughs> Yeah, you do I. We have famously huge boots. <laughs> God, please kill me. <laughs> poops They're the huge. Size, poops, poops the size of a man. <laughs> Dear God. Oh, God. Freya, release me from this eternal pain. Does your ship have a compat, compost room? As you can see, my uh, food is running a little bit low, and he just like shakes his chest and the like... Skeleton head wobbles back and forth a little bit. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh my god, we can, we can probably make some. All right, everyone, come aboard. If there Yay. wasn't a quick clause in this goddamn contract, as I as I walk by, <laughs> I do a quick bow to him and say, "You may call me Zakesh." Nice to meet you, Zakesh. I'm Captain. Don't worry, you'll be safe with me. I am a great pilot. Mushroom man, I think I have blood left on my spear. Can you eat that? Oh, I can actually. <laughs> Thank you, friend. My name is Basilio, by the way. Basilio Portabello. I can't say those words. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Well, then you can call me Bas. Oh. Oh. Wow. Oh, that's easy. So when you, when you guys actually go into the ship, it's not all trees. There's all, there's like various ceramic parts as well, sort of woven into the. Uh, sort of like rooty, viney mess of it, but it's it's pretty cozy. And there are just like, throughout the ship, various bits of like fruits growing that like you can just pluck off and eat. Mm. So like, too. yeah, basically as we're walking through the hallways, anytime Varric sees food, he's just like grabbing it and putting it in his bag. <laughs> I'm putting it in my yeah. mouth and eating it. <laughs> And then he even take it out of his bag yeah. and eat again. And then once you guys sort of get towards like the middle of the ship, uh, there's two things you notice as well. There's a, a very like there's a sealed box. Uh, it's maybe about like two by two by two, and then standing over the box is a very sort of regal, older-looking lion man with a huge double halberd. I, I've seen that picture before. Get out of here, Johnny. A Johnny, what are you doing here, no, Johnny? This isn't a Johnny. It is from a magic card. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's it's not definitely a from a magic card. It's yeah. not a Johnny. A Johnny yeah. has both eyes. Yeah. What it's is like, this? Uh, it's a. It's like some sort of elder, I think. It's a, yeah, it's like Leon and Elder, maybe something like that. Leon and Elder. He's like, ah, greetings, fellow travelers. It's nice to see. Oh, and a young one! Oh, splendid. This will make the journey so much more bearable. It is Leon and Elder. Nice. Yeah. I'm good at magic. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Varric, like, hold on. 
Can I uh, try and like stealthily, like just kind of like keep my face hidden in my respirator so he doesn't realize I'm young? Look, it's Hubie. Uh, give give, give, give me a stealth check. Which the thing is, you can't really hide in your respirator. Well, just like hiding my skin, because like we're on an ice planet. Like most of my body is covered up right yeah, now. Yeah, but you're in an ice planet, uh, made populated primarily by young ones, and you're the same shape as a young one. Yeah, your physiology is like a young one. What the the, 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 the weird one? thing in this race, it's pretty much like you. You're a young one. You're a Machka. or you're a dark one, and that's just someone disguised as a young one, more or less. Or, or a Kumiho or something. Yeah. Well, Kumiho have like the big nine tail deal. It's or really a mushroom. Hard. You or could a be mushroom. a mushroom. Who like, was like the first stages of a mushroom? Yeah. Damn he, it! He notices the fuck out of him. He's probably like, "I smell a young one." Yep. I smell. I smell a young one in desperation. I must help him. <laughs> he just like strides over here after. after his People want to protect the young ones. Is that what it is? Or? Yeah, the Freesons do. Yeah, almost the, the lion people. Almost yeah. smotheringly so. Yeah, okay. they're like yeah. they're helicopter parents. The race. <laughs> <laughs> but they are they are different from cat folk. Very different from the cat. Yeah, folk. I like that. That's funny. Per perhaps stupidly, <laughs> Basidio also said, "Oh, uh, I have heard many great things about your race, but uh, from." This one, and he kind of gingerly puts his yep. fungus hand over the uh, yep. the skull and, protruding and he, from his like collarbone, and, and, and he kind of gingerly takes his spear, like the flat end, kind of pushes you away so he can step closer <laughs> to Varric. And like the entire time, Varric is like taking like tiny yep. steps away from him. <laughs> They're just that, basically that, like that. circling. <laughs> So I, I just, feel like I just now caught up with you guys because I was crawling through the hallways. Yeah. You're, you're, you're unfortunately basically sort of, you're sort of stuck in the cargo hold more or less, but like the- Guys, uh, what's going on? Guys. What, 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 what the captain has done, he's pulled out like an old like uh, computer tablet. It's like, here we go. I'll turn on the camera and he's like, you, you hold this. And just like barely kind of rest on your thumb. And then he's just carrying it around the ship so you can see everything inside. You're just like, Wait, can we see? Guys. There's like a webcam, right? We can like see him. Yeah, his, like, his like, it's a massive like eye. A quarter, like a quarter of his face takes up the webcam. You can't yeah, even yeah. see. Like, yeah, pretty much. So, so the uh, Freeson's like, Ah, oh, young one, my name is uh, Garon. If there's, if there's anything you need, let me know. I I need you to give me some space right now. I, I may be retired, but I was quite the warrior back in my day. Just tell us what you're doing here. Oh, I'm here to protect the cargo, and also the ship when we land. Okay. Unfortunately, the place we're going to is very, very not a nice place. And where circumstance is different, I would prefer a young one like you to be back on hearth where we could give you the proper teaching Just... and education. But... Sorry, I do not. I do not mean to interpose, but is there anything about the package in particular we need to be concerned about, like care-wise? Uh, we are not allowed to open it, and we are to be very gingerly with it. Like, the how did, like the contents are thrown. Is it going to break? It has insulation inside, which should protect the cargo in most instances. But uh, our employer recommended that we do not. Be rough with it anyway. Oh, why is Longmane working for Proxy Man? Oh, yes, the uh, the proper education and protection of the uh, young ones has put a significant 
dent in our race's resources. So retired members such as myself, who was a, oh, back in my day, I was an Aeropter and I traveled the galaxy protecting them from the vile threats of the high Dow and <laughs> Kate listening. And, Kate is listening. And any yeah. other troublous races. like slowly walking away. And then he, he looks at Zakesh. Take my so, eye. So, in real close. Yeah. So now, so now, uh, now retired members such as ourselves in order to still contribute, put our, uh, talents to use as mercenaries to return money back to the, uh, homeworld. Oh, oh, you are like me. I am also sending money back home. Yes, you are a monk. Yes. Yeah, you can say that, young one. You kind of like ruffles your hair. Oh. Uh. See, they're very nice. Varric is just an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. If you need anything at all, feel free to talk to me or the captain. But in the meantime, I will be in quiet meditation. Varric is trying to stealth away and get away from him as fast as possible. Oh, he doesn't notice you leave. Crab walk out of the cargo bay looking for, like, rooms. And the captain's like, all right, well, we're ready to go now. Uh, do you need to do anything else before we go? Because, uh, all right, let's go. <laughs> he just kind of huddles up to the uh, control panel. And it's like, it's like, everyone buckle in. We're going to go real fast. And so, like, um, like, I was trying to find, like, the crew quarters first. Like, is it, like, are they individual rooms or is it, like, a bunk room or what? It's kind of like a bunk room. It's This is more sort of like a small freighter. So, okay. spaces. But there's, like, a, there's a cargo area, which Draxton is more or less taking up all the space. Mm -hmm. There's a crew quarters. Uh, there's, like, a sort of, like, kitchenette bathroom area and then there's like the front of the ship That's so like it. before we all get going like when i sneak away i sneak away into like the crew quarters mm -hmm. and find one to like basically set up a hammock which is basically just an old cloak that i've reinforced with some string oh they have, they have a like kind of like fold-out bed units oh I'm, I'm in one of those yeah so i set it's, up my old hammock it's, it's, <laughs> well, the it's, thing it's, is with my hammock, I could string it up in a corner so I have a well, defensible corner to back into. It's, it's pretty much actually just like big leaves you sure just peel off the wall and then they just kind of get rigid when they hit like completely uh, horizontal. Okay. Um, I do want to like, since I don't really know um, That's really cool. rootless technology very well, I'm going to try and figure it out while I'm just sitting there because I want to set up one basically where I'm like... I'm snugged into like the top corner where I just basically roll out into a corner, and so I can be defending myself at a uh, like if something happens. Okay. Um, and I wanted to try and manipulate the leaves in such a way that I could make a cubby in there where I could hide stuff. Okay, like basically, in the natural material. Basically, the best way to do that with rootless ships is that they are sort of self-regenerating to a degree. So you can sort of like cut out a little panel and like pull it out, stick some stuff in there, and put it in a little vet. Sort of just reclose after a while. Yeah. Rootless, so ironically, make great smugglers too for that reason. Right. Yeah. So I take awesome. like a little box that I uh, like a little lead box I have with me. Like cut out a little hole in the like the thing and pull it out. And you yeah. see me like. It kind of like cuts like over the shoulder. And I'm just like yeah. stuffing food in there, and like I lock it and then <laughs> oh, yeah. like put and it as, into as, the box. And as far as making it. your secret hidey hole, you more or less just pluck out a leaf and sort of just like 
rope it to the ceiling so you can kind of just like pull yourself up dumbwaiter style and sort of be as far away from the others as possible yeah for sure like yeah i've kind of like set up my own little like hide um already before we get going because you know i uh i also go to the crew quarter right and Mm -hmm. uh when i see him doing this i i walk in the room i see him doing this and i Mm -hmm. pick the bunk furthest away from Okay, so you guys are like diagonal on opposite sides of the room. <laughs> so like when Varric realizes you're there, he sees you, and he puts his shield up but so you can't see what he's doing, and like it kind of like makes curtains for his little bunk. Yeah, so so basically the, eventually the ship starts vibrating while you guys are messing around. It's like, everyone strap in! Just going like, anywhere, I just kind of like push myself up against the wall and sink yeah. my fungus tendrils in to hold myself. Yeah. I am good. I rope tie myself to my so, cot while we're lifting off. I take so all the cargo straps and I just like... Yeah, nice. <laughs> Got Pretty much, yeah. You, you just like big thick vines you just wrap around yourself. So the ship just kind of like immediately blasts forward and then you hit a cap and say, we're going up now! And then the ship just goes... <laughs> <laughs> and then that's why he said strap in because like anything if you just have like loose stuff will just fall backwards into the ship. Yeah. And that, that happens for a couple of minutes. He's like, we're hitting atmosphere. Hold on. And just like the ship starts vibrating very, very intensely. And then once you guys are in, like, after all, it just kind of stops and gets gentle. And then the ship sort of readjusts itself to a horizontal position. And then he kind of like waddles back into the car room, like, all right, we're flying now. So Yay. do they have artificial, he has artificial gravity on the ship? Yeah. Okay. This is great. So yeah, I'll untie myself from my bed and uh, mm. dumb waiter down, or more like, just like slide down the vine. The, the, the captain sees you. He's like, "Oh, you you could just like pull these leaves out and then they're beds." I know. Oh, oh, okay. He he looks over at Zakash. He's like, "Oh, you could just pull these leaves out and they're beds." Oh, <laughs> I, I did that. Yeah, I, I, I'm using it the right way. I I know this is just him just defaulting. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so um. He's like, well, if you need anything, there's a there there's a bath and then there's a food unit. A bath? Yeah. Where? It's like, oh, if you go to the wood door on your left. Like Varric is already like chopping towards it, like stripping his like <laughs> armor off. Like he's like, cool, yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> He's and, like, like, is running buck-ass naked towards the door. He's like, we have limited baths, though, so we're going to have to ration them. So, I, yeah, I pull the door open and we'll jump in there <laughs> as soon as Sorry. possible. Because like, Varric like, has infinite baths. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Varric is, like, caked. Like, he's dirty as fuck. Like, it's That's been a minute since he's had That sounds great. I could do it with some watering. I haven't had one recently. The bath well, is going to be ice cold. Join <laughs> yeah. So, 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 I, after, oh god. I'm already <laughs> naked. <laughs> what the fuck? What are the on the wear clothes? Oh, is, this, is, 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 is this how the oh, first hot sex scene yeah. in our campaign happens? Varric and the, the, the bath. <laughs> it's going to be very Mass Effect with one human just fucking a bunch of aliens. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be real unfortunate when they're all high down. <laughs> uh, the uh, the Frisson. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. You're all much. I'm all done with my calibrations now. 
Young one, hush. I seem to have dropped my battle spear. Or that was a mushroom. That's right. Oh, baby. Right. Yeah, so, like... I do. I'll, uh, very, like, very quickly, like, pulls out. He has, like, a little, like, bar of soap that he has and just, like... It, you can tell he's stolen it from a hotel, like, that he wasn't staying at. He just <laughs> snuck in and stole their soap. Oh, the fiend. That, that's why he was so worried about the criminal check. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, he actually does have a whole bunch of petty theft stuff from Hearth, but, like... It wouldn't be like in a galactic database yet because no. it's not. For, for, from what Basidio knows about the whole proxies, they do the scan just to make sure that like no very obvious galactic criminals are being hired on. Right. Not not because they really care, except that a lot of times they're liabilities and they're bad for public image. Right. They'll still hire a thief if they need something stolen. That's not a big deal. Right. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Varric is not a very good thief. <laughs> Obviously, though. He's, he would be doing a lot better if he was a good thief. I'm a great thief. I just don't steal. How's, uh, how's, how's Draxon doing in the back? Like, the, the captain is still carrying the uh, webcam. He's like, is there anyone? Like, he comes back to you in the back. Is there anyone you want to hold this? I feel bad that you're in the back, but uh, I, that's all the space I got. Give it, give it to the... Give it to the mushroom man. Okay. Thank you, friend. So, 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 so while you kind of sinks while, into the mushroom flesh. I mean, so, like, while you're in the bath, he's just like, "Here you go." <laughs> oh yeah. So, like, now that Basilio and Varric are in the like in the bath. So, so like, now, it's Basi- like- now it's Basilio, Varric, and fucking uh, Draxton is watching. <laughs> Wait, are they individual baths or is it just one big bath? It's basically like a giant wooden tub almost. Like it's it's not very wide. It's like like a barrel made of wood that you kind of crawl in and then just water from the top kind of drizzles onto you and collects in the barrel. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like almost like those emergency showers at like chemistry labs. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Varric is like already like cleaned off and everything, and so he's just like drying off with like an old raggedy towel and now he's like he's gathered up all of his armor and stuff and he's is using the runoff water to like clean his armor and all of his equipment and such he's like he's basically just wearing like a loincloth at this point because hearth is like like hearth is very like uh seasonal changes very quickly kind of thing and very drastically so very like most young ones have like a baseline clothing that they always wear kind of dependent on where they grew up because it's still hotter towards the equator and colder near the peak or near the poles and everything so he uh grew up in like a more like tropical area so he still just wears like a loincloth most of the time under stacked clothing that he can take on or put on or take off and put on so he looks at basilio he's just like so what are you exactly (laughs) Basidio just looks back at him and says, I remember when I used to have a body like that. So you're a young we, one. Me too. I was born that size. Ah, my host was a young one. Uh, he died on our planet, and my planet is, uh, is Ascomycota. The Cordiads, my people, we take over the bodies of uh, ones who have passed on and carry on their memories. I know from my experiences thus far, it has been a uh, challenging journey. Not a lot of people like us, but 
What do you mean? I, I, I like Tom slowly backing away that Varric is probably also doing. Like, yeah, man. Uh, it's cool as he, like, he makes sure his sword is, like, nearby. He's like, cool, yeah. Uh, cool. My friend here, he was an engineer. And now I am an engineer in his memory. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fine. You, uh... You're so racist, Tom. You do Dylan, that. I, I, I just want to let you know, by the way, Dylan, I have ultra hearing, so I just want to be able to hear this entire conversation. The ship, the ship is quiet, is like small enough. You can basically hear anything on the ship from where you're at. Great. Perfect. So, uh, Varric is like, goes for, like, he was going to be very conversational until that came up, and now he's just like very quietly and quickly, like, cleaning his arm. He's like, come on. <laughs> oh, God, Jesus, come on. Oh, God, Freya, come on. So yeah, he's we, just, we don't hurt the living; it's just the dead. Horror, and horror movie music playing, and, we, and then we, 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 we carry on their memories. And you, you hear uh, you hear a bonking bad when you put it that way, but yeah. there's a framework for my body. Okay, you, you hear you hear like a tapping on the door. And it's like, uh, excuse me, mushroom man. I believe you are making uh, Varric uncomfortable. Could you please exit the shower? <laughs> Shut up, old man! I happened to overhear a conversation. I heard the stress in Varric's voice. <laughs> Get out of here, Dad! <laughs> it's like, oh, Plus, it's I don't awesome. know why they're so afraid of you. Only the weak die. <laughs> and they don't deserve Amen. Amen. Is there no privacy on this fucking ship? I Jesus. think, I think nope. Drax and... and, and does a cash will get along just fine. <laughs> like I said, both your species have a history of raiding the known galaxy. You guys are already in sync, pretty much. You also have both of neither of you have like any fear of coming back as a mushroom. So that's fair, yeah. Because you just don't die. That's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, you don't come back. But like... I mean, you're a ghost. Yeah, and. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you don't come back. You're dead. What you were, the, the physical thing you were, is now yeah. something new. Yes. Yeah. Also, you also, don't have to worry about your body reanimating as a mushroom. Also, it's imagine, a very sophisticated decomposition. Also, imagine when the dispossessed, if a mushroom did try to take over from the fact there's no soul there after, like, they die-die. There's no memory, there's, right? there's, there's nothing they can really do there. They're just kind of like... That would be interesting. It'd just be a body. It wouldn't yeah, be, body. there'd be no which, memory. But, but they wouldn't know how to use it either, which is unfortunate. Like, I imagine a lot of the memories are like, how do you move the leg? muscle memory. Yeah. And, yeah. Instead, they're just like on the floor like, oh, I figured out something new. Ah! Life is great! <laughs> It'd basically body, be a baby. <laughs> this body has memories of uh, this certain sound, always. <laughs> Screams out in pain. Because <laughs> I mean, even that when even right. if one died, it's still impaled with tiny crystals. It still probably hurt if the nervous system works for a while. Oh yeah, their life is eternal pain. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. So have fun, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> also, they're immortal. <laughs> yeah, you you lost the mushroom lottery. <laughs> so after a certain amount of time. Uh, Zikash would also move towards uh, the bath, like to, to clean himself. I follow. <laughs> the captain's just going to go hang out with the captain. The, ca the captain's just kind of like wondering, like, well, that's one way to conserve bath water. Okay. Yeah. 
And I, at some point, the captain does go to the city and be like, I've checked the emergency uh, supplies, and look what I found. There's just like a big pot of soil. It's like, here you oh, go. Oh, lovely. If you have any rotting food, I would appreciate it. Ah, uh, we have table scraps. That's perfect. <laughs> just like pours like a bunch of apple cores on top of the soil. It's like, here you go. What's it called? Just kind of sits in it and roots himself. Sapervor. Um, vor. Uh, so when I get to the bath, uh, I have a small blanket uh, wrapped in like cloth, and I unwrap it, like unfold it, and inside there are these metal like these metal sheets, like thin metal sheets, um, and. As I get in the, like, I lay them out in a very organized manner, and then I get in the bath and, like, start, like, myself or whatever. Hmm. That's when Kate jumps in? No, no, I just stay out. I mean, I have to actually bathe myself. I just follow people around. Oh, I I thought it was implying that you went in the bath. Okay, that's that's good. Just sit on the edge and bat at the bath water. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I put put my mortification instruments out for you to play with. Yeah, just like <laughs> what does this do? I just like cut off a finger. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, good thing I have healing. I healed myself. <laughs> yeah, so there are these like like razor sharp metal like sheets. Anyway, so I take the bath, and then when I get out, I start like uh, inserting them into my like into my skin, uh, and so and doing my ritualistic uh, mortification. We stab that, and then so other than any interactions you guys want to do, it's going to be a pretty peaceful journey to uh, the last respite. It uh, takes at a- some point. I want to uh, like uh, find the uh, webcam tablet or whatever. Yeah, and is it like two way? Like, can we see Drax's face? Yeah, it's two way. I, I like steal a marker and I draw like a mustache on it. <laughs> It's like sitting on my shoulder in my. I know. I try. I try to do it while I think you're sleeping. Well, the, the tricky thing is that like Drax is so big. I imagine you have the tablet on your like thumb tip, and it's just looking sort of at your eye. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a eye with a mustache. Yeah, it's like a mustache, a goatee. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Varric no. essentially will just like head back to his little hidey hole and climb back up in it and just like draw the curtains and start like working on something up there so when i go back to the uh the quarters i'd like to do my incorporeal form okay does my incorporeal form stay with i'm assuming the ship is moving at a very very fast speed yeah um does my incorporeal form stay with the ship or is my incorporeal form a like uh left behind basically it's like anchored to your body anyway right so not necessarily no um i now, think see that's that's an interesting question to ask yeah that's a very interesting question i will say it'll stay on the ship it's kind of supernatural it's it's the way i'm going to justify that is because it's sort of still bound to your uh your deck site so there's like okay. Now there's not, I guess there's not really necessarily a maximum range to it, but it's sort of still tethered to it. Yeah, I imagine we haven't like determined a maximum range, but it probably yeah. should have a maximum range. I think um, it's rank related. It's 500 feet, so still pretty far, but not like crazy far. Okay, that's perfect. 
when I move my, so I'll take my body and move through the ship out into space. Yep. When I move out into space, does my soul get left behind, or does it stay with the ship? It's it stays relative to the uh, your relative, spell. always relative to the deck you say. Okay, yeah, all right. That was just a small experiment I wanted to do. Now that's that's a good idea to get that resolved early too, because your your modification to incorporate power is kind of interesting. So yeah. you're okay. you're you're floating along. You get to see like all the stars and the sun. Yeah, but like a real unique view of the world that like not very many people get to see. Yeah, I would actually like to spend the next few hours investigating the ship and space as we fly through it. Space. 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 So, like, if you investigate the ship, like, the engine itself is sort of, like, this big, like, cracked-in-half nut with, like, a bunch of, like, vine wires kind of spreading throughout the ship. Uh, you can sort of trace, like, there's a, a lot of it's interconnected. It's reusing a lot of resources. Like, it's super efficient, but it's still powered on, like, sort of the standard space fuel. I haven't really, we haven't really figured out what exactly power starships. Captain, how does this fuel. ship run? These. But, like, like even if you trace it, like, like the, like the, like the, uh, <laughs> God damn it. Like, the shower These water work. is sort of, like, filtered by a couple of, like, uh, like cell membranes and then the water is redistributed throughout the ship to kind of like keep a lot of the uh, internal components well watered. The water we use to, to bathe is like a, a byproduct of the like fission or fusion or whatever energy source they use to fly this thing. Yeah. That, like that. That, that's why there's a limited supply because there's always so much to generate at a specific time. So you, get, you, get a, you get a good view. I mean, you don't know this, the exactly how it works, but you can see it, which is not a lot of people do who aren't crew listening. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I don't have to sleep, so I'll just basically spend the rest of my time then, out here. You, you could you could also use that to sort of spy on people, like I could, but like I'm you, not going to. <laughs> okay. Like on the off case, you do see uh, Garan doing anything. He's mostly looking at like tablets of like checking the process uh, progress of uh, the uh, young one training and education on. <laughs> I'm just checking calibrations right now, Captain. I don't have time to talk. He's like, he's like walking around like every every like 10, 15 minutes he gets up from his quarters and like he's walking to a specific place, but he goes out of his way to walk by the common room to look over, like to look through <laughs> the door at Varric. Oh yeah, oh definitely. And like some sometimes he'll be nice and be like, oh, I've picked food for everyone, like Varric first and obviously slips him like two apples. <laughs> and this is like, Honestly, food is the only time Varric is like, uh, when like the uh, when the Frieza like offers it to him, like he'll actually take it. All the other times, yeah. he basically like straight out ignores him. Or you'll notice the rootless captain be like, "All right, Varric, uh, Garen, it's your turn for the shower," and then Garen will be like, "All right, Varric, it's your turn for the shower." <laughs> no, after the first one, he won't take another one for a while, quite a while. Okay. Because like, he does understand the need to require water, but like he doesn't. Varric like cut a hole through the ship so he could spy on you while you were showering. Save the, save <laughs> the water for me. He's gonna make sure you're safe. Uh, That's creepy. Yeah, there's not there's, there's not a lot they can really do for you, unfortunately. Does Bastidio sleep? Technically, he, yes. Since he didn't. Yes. Yeah. Basically, Basidia still has a lot of human drawbacks just because no specific immunities were taken for him. Oh, okay. I mean, he's still a living creature, even if he's a mushroom. Yeah, yeah. 
My I mean, some people would argue to the alternative, but you know. Yeah, he's a living creature who breeds through death, okay? Yeah, you got a problem with that? He's, he's just a normal everyday mushroom abomination. Come on, guys. Distinctly. I mean, it's extremely true to his, like, core identity. That's how yeah, mushrooms breed, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, it's perfect. I love, I love Spore it. Is no, it's absolutely, it, no, it is great. It's just, like, literally. I mean, to be fair, he's nicer than the type of mushroom he's based on, which hijack living bodies of ants convinced, like, yeah. Hijack yeah. their nervous systems so they climb up purposely to tops of trees and jump off so they die and spread spores. Maybe one. No, I hundred like I hundred percent like what you guys understand. Like, I actually love the uh, idea. It's just character. Oh no, no, no! Very, like, hates it. <laughs> like low key though, he spun this in a really good way. <laughs> the the spores actually do make people do that. Yeah, I think everyone's on board with the. <laughs> With his race as a concept, but in universe they're terrified. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe one of the enemies we fight will hijack. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> a new, new aggressive. Call them the cordyceps. So does uh does Kate sleep throughout the entire night? Or does she like get up every two hours and ask one of us to feed her? <laughs> like wakes up, wakes yeah. goes up to somebody and slaps him in the face. Feed me. Feed me now. Now. You're an adult. Feed yourself. No, that was a serious question. I, I seriously want to know. Uh, uh, oh wait, I found food. Isn't there food just all over? Yeah. Basically, it's growing, but there is like an yeah. ice box that has more sort of traditional meals packed in. Yes. I mean, it's Are nothing you obligate carnivore like real cats. It, it, it's 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 nothing yeah. fancy, but it's it's pretty much like meat paste. Now lasts a very long time, but it's in there. I'm a monk, so uh, my uh, my diet is actually uh, you know I, I I eat I eat vegetables too. Gotta stay in shape. Something you something. The apples into my open mouth. <laughs> just just kick like cargo boxes into his mouth. He's just taking just bites of the ship. He's like, ah. it just he's gonna, starts, he's gonna eat his way to the crew quarter. It's, it's like salad. It's, it starts to slowly regrow. It's just like the wood tries to like match back up and reconnect. Mm. Fiber. Um. So hey, uh, I actually do want to start designing my the that thing I sent you. So um, the base DC is 10 plus PowerPoint uh, cost. So um, I'll, I'll figure that out for you later. But for right now, okay. I'll just start working on it. Kate, uh, Zakesh will approach you. Yes, me? Approach me? Kate. Yeah, Kate, yeah. Kate, Kate's on her phone. Yeah, what? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Kate, get off your phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it sounded like you had a sad story. Huh? A, a Kate sending story? money back to your family? Oh yes. Uh, Kate is orphan. Kate uh, does not have matriarch. Does not have tribe or home. She was raised by nice, nice monks in monastery, but monastery was destroyed by angry yeah. tribesmen. So she has to rebuild by sending money back home. Does your tribe not have warriors? Uh. Kate does not have tribe. She only has monastery. And monks are peace-loving. We always want to help people and kill people. Well, we'll fight if we need to, but we're not like tribesmen who always fight each other. Like, your monastery should train to defend yourselves. 
Mm, we did, there weren't that many people who lived at a monastery. Many were just old matriarchs or, um, we were all outcasts, basically. I am also an outcast. Uh, Kate is not sure what you are. <laughs> you are not Hume and you are not Haidao either. <laughs> no one does because everyone's not fish man operating. or mushroom man. And mushroom man is very strange. Well, well what is Cloaky? Cloaky is a warrior. Oh. But he is also a lover. Like you. <gasps> A lover. I'm also a lover. I'm also like Draxton. <laughs> I am Lodow. <laughs> oh, Plot twisted Oh shit. Zakash was Lodow the entire time. What is that? Is it Lodow a thing, actually? No, no, yeah. it's not. Uh, is no, it, it is. Nihidow? Nihidow. Nihidow just used to be the they, they just used to be the ground version, which I think we've kind of... We call Lodow. <laughs> Oh, okay. I, there, there, there's a couple of races that got cut, like them and the like the random rock people that didn't do. Much. Wait, are you saying the hideout aren't around? What the heck? They seem, kind of seem redundant. They're just hideout but brown and then dirt. I mean, they, you know, what's wrong with brown people, Dylan? Why would you cut brown people? <laughs> what do close. you mean, you people? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I think Dylan was the one that made the hideout, anyways. I think so too. Yeah. That's probably true. So, Does yeah. that give him the right to destroy them? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so yeah, uh, Kate is like, um, uh, oh, I am a warrior too. Probably oh. more of a warrior than you. Oh. oh. But I saw that you were keen with your fist, and I didn't know how of a war you were you were and thought you might like to spar oh spar okay kate will spar Ooh, and then nice. i'll just straight up punch <laughs> yeah you're gonna punch him. oh this is a mistake <laughs> you can heal me no it's not a mistake he probably actually could definitely take me 23 I, guess. I don't know how to do this so we did a little test combat to figure out how to do this Zakesh was surprised to find that despite Kate using all three of her brain cells during her conversation, was a surprisingly adept martial artist and was able to almost uh, overpower him with a flurry of punches and kicks. All right, so after like maybe like three or four days, eventually Captain's like, all right, guys, we're here. And then if you if you come to like the front of the ship where there's like the little like view screen area, this, the, the, that's like the one... Like one of the few parts of the ship that are actually mechanical in nature, they just don't have a way to really make like a screen without having to use some technology to it. Uh, but there's basically the last respite looks to be like a bunch of kind of hollowed out asteroids that have been kind of welded together. And you can see like little metal fragments of civilization kind of growing out the side. And there's a big spaceport like right in the middle where our ships can dock and you guys are heading towards there. And that's where we're going to wrap up this episode. Next episode, the party will be exploring Last Respite and uh, getting into delivery shenanigans. Thanks for listening to our new campaign. Uh, usual shilling, we have a YouTube for our current Sengoku campaign. That's on, you have to search for Salt and Sorcery on YouTube. And then we also have a Twitch where we stream live uh, and a Twitter channel for questions and just general updates. And both of those are Salt and Sorcery. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. I did like a little finger snap for some reason. <laughs>